everyone. So we're back again, and Sean's on the phone. Hi, guys. How's it going? One day, Sean will be in person. One day. Back no, in person. <laughs> I, need, I need some, like, social interaction. It'd be nice to actually come down one day. We've been socially isolated for over, what? I don't remember the last time I even saw you in person. Oh, it, it's got to be, like, at least six, like six weeks now. Like, what? at least, I think. It has to be even longer than that, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember the last time I was at your place, I was in a t-shirt, so it must have been a little while ago. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I went to physiotherapy last night, and I was excited for the social interaction part of it. It's like, so. hi! Okay, you need to calm down. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm all excited. I'm like, look at me. Like, I'm going out and doing stuff. Like, living my life. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but while I was there, actually, um, for some kind of neck issues that I've been dealing with for a long time, um, while my um, physiotherapist was doing his kind of overall um, assessment of, you know, treatment ideas and kind of where my body was at, he told me that my left side was um, extremely dominant and overcompensating for my right side. So my left side's actually pulling a lot of the muscles from my right side out of place, and my right side is weaker and kind of allowing the left side to be dominant. Nothing's kind of balancing out there. Um, I am right-handed, so I found that very interesting. Um, but it kind of got my, you know, mind going a little bit on some of the stuff we have talked about before versus, like, your left side of your brain and your right side of your brain and, like, the corresponding thought patterns and, you know, potentially negativity or positivity coming out of that. And uh, I'm just curious and wanted to kind of pick your brain about it again and kind of touch base on it and see if that could help anybody um, dealing with any additional like holiday stress as well well yeah because we were talking about you know the brain which is high the left brain has automatic negative thoughts so we have to be cognizant of that and so it, it obviously makes sense because you know the last part of that was the what if so you could possibly be stressing about um what like what if i can't do something what if you know what if this doesn't work out you know oh or, absolutely i mean i'm in the middle of that right now with the career change a little bit right like these are those are exact thoughts that i'm dealing with on a daily basis and just kind of going and i i mean i'm just trying not to give those thoughts any power um, over me, but they they definitely are thoughts that are still present and uh, quite relevant in my life right now. So, very interesting. Well, it's also the same thing that we were talking about even before. I think a couple podcasts ago about how you know we have to really recognize that um, things that you know we were taught like you know we always say we're not blaming our parents they you know they just were doing the best they can and they were parenting how they were parented and so you know it's up to us to kind of like break to recognize it understand where it came from and then do better right so it could possibly be that same thing so like as much as you've done like leaps and strides into like look i'm not falling into this cookie cutter pattern that has been you know kind of passed on from your father um 
you're 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 kind of like breaking out of a complete comfort zone and on your own like this is sort of it's like you versus you right like you're kind of being your own cheerleader and saying look this is really what I want I'm gonna take the chance and then of course you, you have to you have to be aware that subconsciously deep down it's probably a nagging thing that you know your dad's saying what did I tell you you know stick with what you know and like that oh, old pattern so that's exactly. probably what's happening I, I agree completely and you know even just you stating that like some stuff was kind of flashing into my mind and um, kind of made me realize that I got into a very high skill high risk career very young that would be intimidating for a lot of people but I always had my dad there that I was able to bounce ideas off of and kind of talk through processes that I didn't quite understand and you know he was always there to kind of help me progress much quicker than potentially a lot of people without that added resource were able to do so I'm used to very kind of rapid growth when it comes to um learning and kind of mastering something um because i had somebody that, that you know had been an all-star for like 40 years and you know was he's exceptional at what he does and this is the first time ever in my adult life where you know already in the field that i'm looking to enter just with the schooling i've done and the research i've done i'm now more of the expert in comparison to him and it's very strange not having somebody that you know i can kind of bounce some of those insecurities off of without him having all the answers don't get me wrong he's very he's, he's been very good at you know giving me praise and telling me hey you're doing a great job like it takes a lot of guts to do this and he's very on board with it which i didn't expect him to be um at first but now that i've kind of made the steps i have he's definitely on board with it um but it's still you know it, it's very strange for me not to have somebody that I'm like hey let me bounce this idea off yeah like what do you think because I know you know what you're talking about and I need that verification to make sure I know what I'm talking about do you know what I mean right so it's just it's just new everything's so new <laughs> and it's I'm in the midst of you know trying not to be paralyzed by you know I'm, I'm using quotations here I don't know if you can see me but you know the <laughs> air fear <quotes. laughs> yeah you know the air quotes here you know, the fear or anything along those lines of, you know, failure, which we've discussed before as being... And that's a left brain thought, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's very strange because I'm like, oh my God, like, what if I fail? And then, you know, two minutes later, I'm like, well, like, you're going to have to fail in order to learn. So, like, just keep going. And it's, it's a very... I'm not... I'm happy because I'm able to kind of combat some of those thoughts when I acknowledge them and when I notice their presence. But there's definitely they're definitely still there on the in the undertone of things. So it's it's very interesting. No matter how many leaps and bounds I've done um, personal growth wise over the last year, you know there's still a lot of those core demons that I, you know I still got to kind of beat off of the stick once in a while. Well, I just posted something today, and it was um, it's something Will Smith. You know, you know, there's people who love Will Smith, and there's people who you know think he's an egomaniac which makes me laugh because I'm like 
anybody who's sure of themselves or confident, you you label egomaniac. But <laughs> I don't know. I I like him, so you know, I'm maybe I'm biased. But he said something that resonated with me today, and he was just saying the same type of thing. Like you have to be prepared to fail, because that's where where you learn. And when you don't want to fail, you're gonna stop learning, right? And it's it's not a failure. You know, we we talk, we spoke about that in counseling. Like you know, a, re, a rejection is a redirection. Like there's no such thing as failure, in my opinion, right? Because you're definitely, it's going to, either you learn a lesson, which is extremely valuable because wisdom comes from, from your, your, I guess, your perceived failures, that's where you, you build wisdom, right? So when your parents, you know, when we're, we kind of like roll our eyes when your parents are always right and you're like, oh my God, how are they always right? Like, how do they have a hundred percent rate? You know, it's so annoying, right? Like, it's so annoying. Yeah, it's almost like they've lived through these situations <laughs> oh, before. I, I wonder where that came from. It's bizarre. Like, you know, but clearly it's, you know, when we're young and headstrong, we're like, oh, my God. It's, but we have to learn. You know, my mom used to always say, and there's like, I guess, and I'm sure it's a Caribbean statement, but like it's, it's a Trini statement where those who can't learn will feel, right? Those who can't hear, I mean, oh, I like will that. feel, right? That's what she always used to say because it's the same thing. They're telling you and you're not listening. But, of course, when you go through it, you're definitely going to learn. But you have, to, you have to go through it. Like, you can't have an instruction. There is no instruction manual of life. So, you know, um, we've sort of made, uh, for la you know, we've made a complete capitalistic industry on self-help which is ironic because of the term self, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's an oxymoron. But I mean, you know, you, yeah, you could kind of like look at, at mentors and people who've apparently made it. But if you really dig deep at an actual mentor, it's a person who's gone through it. It's a person who, who's maybe experienced hardship and had to learn or didn't have a guide or you know and now they they kind of understand more because like yeah young will smith like if we're going back to that reference it, he wasn't you know as as i don't know i just find him very relatable now and and it's because he's been through things he's grown he's older you know he understands life more and so today he was saying, well, not today, but like, and, he, and the message was stop trying to, like, people, like, success doesn't come with, with um, being great at something, right? Like, automatically you're just gifted at something, as you know, because when you started, you weren't as skilled as you definitely are now. Oh, definitely. In, in ironwork. But it's looking at, like, okay, well, let's say he, he said, he used the analogy of, of building a wall. Say you want to build a wall, but you have no idea how to build the wall. So you just get in your head again. Oh my God, how am I going to build this wall? I want to build the greatest wall. He said, just, why don't you just decide that you're going to lay one brick and it's going to be the best brick that you're going to lay. So basically, take one task at a time. 
and stop looking at like I have to be the greatest at this. It becomes it success is is basically consistency. That's what he's basically saying. Yes, and and that's something that um, I'm kind of working through right now. Where you know there is definitely that overall kind of daunting, like are you sure you got this kind of left brain negativity thought. Which, you know, there's a part of me that feels like it's kind of like a fight-or-flight response a little bit, where it's like, you should get out now before you're in over your head. You know what I mean? And then the other side of me is well, like, you know, all you have to do is take one step in the right direction. Right, because it says where you're, you are, you're doing And the, then take another step. Like, yeah, you're doing the fortune-telling thing. You're predicting yeah, exactly. the future negatively. Like, I'm sunk. Exactly. I can't do this. I can't do exactly. this. And that's something that, you know, I'm I'm slowly starting to figure out is, hey, listen, like, there's very few people out there in life that are going to give you a helping hand. Um, realistically speaking, you know, you have to be self-motivated and self-driven to do the things that you want to do. And, you know, that might not line up with everybody else's ideas on what's right or what's wrong. But the difference is, like, if you do what you want to do, you will eventually do it well, and you will be much happier for it. So, you know, I'm in a really weird place where I have a lot of the positive thoughts, and I have a lot of the negative thoughts, and I'm kind of like, okay, let's. every time I feel myself kind of being sucked into the negative gutter, I'm like, let's just kind of redirect over to the positive and, like, and, keep going. And, okay, so let's, this is, well, this is what I would tell you if you were coming to me. I would say... Okay, just pass your exam first. <laughs> oh, literally, 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 right? <laughs> like one it, step at a time. You yeah, know. like it's so. Yeah, I find You're it already so at the end, and you haven't even started. I know, I know right? <laughs> I know. It's so funny because it's just like my brain's like, man, you just gotta pass your exam, and then the other side of me is just like, you know, once you pass your exam, like. That's where it really starts. Like, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I know, because now, I'm see, like, oh, you're already spiraling. Like, it's like, oh, my I, God. Exactly. I, this is and real. I, it's becoming real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's like, it's so crazy because it's just like, I kind of, you know, it's something that I've been kind of manifesting and kind of working towards mentally for so long. And then it's starting to get close. And I'm like, oh, my God, am I getting cold feet? No, it's like, just, no, you know you're you not. Have, like, it's, let's go. It's stage you fright. You just have stage fright. Literally, and I know that once I get into that kind of um, working atmosphere where, you know, I have somebody with me that's kind of helping me out a little bit and I can kind of, you know, dive in and really start to learn the craft, that's where I'll be super happy, super excited, and and I'll start to thrive. But, yeah, it, it's so interesting where the negativity that, you know, you're producing yourself can kind of create that barrier or that wall that, you know, you quit before you even really try if you don't acknowledge that it's there or realize that those thoughts are there. Well, and it makes me understand a lot more why a lot of people are kind of stuck in situations they don't want to be in. Well, it's the it's same, just, same thing. Like, I had my stuff ready to go. Like, my um, – because the, the dissertation is, is, is broken into, like, several parts, right? So the – the one before that one that I'm I'm embarking on now, you had to submit, you had to do, a pre, it was like a lot of work, and then you submit it to a review board, right? So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, 
everything's done, but you know, I, I'm trying to stall because I heard that the review board could be like it, it could be stressful. Like they might reject your your thing, and you might have to rewrite. Like it's a lot, right? So of course, same thing. Your left brain. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I, you know, and then I finally sent it in, and I'm like, and then you know, people who have done this before had said, okay, well, you, you know, it takes a while. Even my prof was like, it takes. There's a two week turnaround time, and you just have to hope you get that approval. So I was like, okay, well, I have two weeks. Okay, and then when they got back to me in a week, I was like, oh my god, this is real now. Like, oh, oh wow, okay, like, <laughs> right? Oh, literally, yep. And it's the same thing. It's it's okay well this is now it's a go okay gotta do that you know so it's i don't know if it's it's the negative thought or it's the realization that this is hard this is work like you know because you're thinking about the end you have to but you still have to pass your exam oh exactly i know i know and it's yeah, it's just I find it funny because like when I when I talk, and this is this is why I personally love therapy, is because um, when I talk it out, I realize how dumb it sounds. <laughs> you know, you know a lot I mean? of people say that. I go, did you hear yeah. yourself out loud? Did you did you hear that? Like like literally, and, and that's that's something that you know I've taken away from our sessions that I've now applied to. Um, my relationship is, you know, if, if something's bothering me, you know, I'd immediately voice it to my partner. And then there's been multiple times where, like, I've said something that was eating me alive. And I'll say it. And as soon as it's out in the world in, like, an actual audible, like, you know, I've expressed this to somebody, I'm like, I'll literally look at her and be like, I really appreciate you listening to that. But, like, Wow. And she's like, yeah, you sound, you like, you understand how ridiculous that sounds, right? I'm like, I can't even, like, it's hard to even express to you how, you know, shocking it is that I was, you know, terrified of this, and, and now it's just like a joke. It's, it, it, to me, like, as soon as I voice it a lot of times, and that's one of the reasons why um, journaling was so effective for me, is it's a very similar situation. It's not necessarily voicing it, but, you know, it's getting it out of, you know, the negative thoughts out of my mind onto paper where, you know, I read them back and I'm like, wow, you know, that's, that's a lot of just garbage. It's just a lot of garbage. <laughs> and now, and now it's out. You know what I mean? It's like I cleaned out the fridge or whatever. Like, it's just gone. Like, let's just nice and clear minded now. Like, let's move forward. Um, it, it's just interesting. I never thought that those, you know, coming, I just, just as a young male, you know what I mean? Like I was not necessarily taught to talk about a lot of emotion or feelings. Well, um, so to me to actually voice those and get a certain level of relief and, you know, growth out of it is, is shocking and incredibly satisfying at the same time. It's funny because it's not, I don't know if necessarily it's just a man thing. Um, because I, you know, I'm, I didn't really, I haven't been telling anybody, but I might as well just say I've been working on my fourth book, right? And it's about grief, obviously, like for obvious reasons. 
Uh And that has been actually helpful because it's the same type of thing. Like as you're grieving and I'm counseling people that are, are grieving, it's sort of helping me process that whole, that whole grieving process. And I, it's, I don't know if it's just a male thing because I was raised like wait, that way. Even though my mom was super emotional, it wasn't. Um, I don't know. I don't. For lack of a, I don't. I don't know how to articulate this where it doesn't sound like because it. You know, people will. I. It wasn't encouraged basically to express emotion. In well, my family. I think for a very long time, um, you know, emotions were kind of especially um public emotions were kind of a sign of weakness for a lot of people or that was the idea behind it um you know oh like so and so couldn't keep it together and you know started crying out in public or, or what whatever it may be um and i think now we're starting to kind of finally transition into a, um, an era where you know emotions are kind of celebrated and you know it's something to be embraced and it's something to learn i mean after we started talking the amount of emotions that you know i started experiencing and was literally trying to pinpoint what the emotion was why i was feeling it um because for a long time i didn't really feel much of anything i felt very numb so when i started allowing emotions back in and started kind of flooding myself with this stuff like it was it was a lot and it took a while to kind of understand and, and be able to process but now it's like no, I don't know I don't run from them anymore I kind of try to embrace them a little bit well again it's 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 a lot of I find this is why it's so healthy to kind of figure out where the root cause of who you are as a person like when you're you become an adult it, it's a very uh, um, good process to figure out and unlearn like you know some things that no longer serve you like like that same thing I I was raised in a very strict um household where you know you know that old adage of children are seen children are seen and not heard right like you know you can never talk back to your parents because that was disrespectful everything was very disrespectful like don't be you know you know and so I had to unlearn that and and find a way to be assertive not aggressive right and that's hard too because when you have been sort of raised where you know speak when you're spoken to and you can never um you can never advocate for yourself because your parents aren't interested in your advocating right (laughs) they're completely disinterested um so to learn and the irony of of the like for the last 20 years of my mom's life like I was that's all I was doing was advocating for her right so the irony so I had to learn that quickly to become assertive and not aggressive so I think there's there's something to be said where if you know if you're dealing and I know I'm going off on a tangent but it just came into my brain of when you're dealing maybe with somebody that seems to be so aggressive or combative or adversarial maybe it's not necessarily because they are like that or maybe it has something to do with their childhood and how they were raised and they were never allowed to articulate 
their point. So they didn't learn how to be assertive, right? Well, I, I that's a very interesting point. And I think, you know, from, from some of the stuff I've witnessed throughout society is um, I feel like society, whenever there is a change that's implemented from what I've experienced, it's always a very harsh and swift change. So it will take a while for the dominoes to fall, but once they start, it's very quick. And I feel like there's, quite often there's almost an overcorrection um, and then we kind of find a balance. Right. Um, that's just from my own experience, that's kind of how I feel. So when we go from, you know, your generation and how you describe your childhood to, you know, the newer generations, um, you know, you kind of live through that. So there's the potential that you didn't want kind of the exact same thing for your kids. So you might have, not saying you did, but there's the potential that you kind of potentially baby them a little bit more, um, gave them everything you possibly could, you know, kind of really, really overcompensated for some things, potentially. I think um, a, I think and, a and, lot of parents do that. And like I, and I can't say, I have, honestly, it just seems like a lifetime ago, even though my son's 21, it just seems like, I'm like, how, like what, everything is a blur and it's, Oh, I know crazy... I went through everything, but I'm just thinking, okay, I, well, I know, no, I know I did, he knows, he has to present, I know I made him present a case, so, like, if he wanted something, he had to give me three quotes, like, I was an insurance company, he had to give me three quotes, <laughs> and he had to sell me, like, he always had to sell me on something, I go, okay, sell me. I love that, though, that's a, <laughs> that's a great idea, I mean, I, I just look at it as, you know, we're, I think we're consistently moving in the right direction with a lot of things. And I think, you know, there's definitely the one extreme to the other extreme, but we do tend to find a balance eventually. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, you want your children to be, I mean, I know I would want my child to be, you know, respectful um, to, you know, authority figures and adults, but I don't want them to be blindly respectful. I want them to still be able to feel powerful enough to, you know, question some things and, and determine their own ideologies. Um, and it's a very fine line to, to be able to walk that where, you know, to have the, you know, okay, you need to be respectful, but at the same time, like, don't just lay down and take it. It's a very, well, you know what I mean? I, I, I remember, I remember one time, so this just popped into my head. I was so angry and probably because, and it takes a lot for me to just like, like especially with my my son to like start like raising my voice right like it takes a lot and because you know he he I never had to really punish him because he was always and and I'm not I'm not being biased here he was always really a, a pretty good kid right so um there was one time I think I don't know what it was about but it must have been I've told them so many times it was the same discussion and of course at you know when you're here you're having another discussion um I was raising my voice and he looked at me and this was year like this had to have been at least five years ago he looked at me and he said you don't have to speak to me like that and I didn't know what to say <laughs> I was like well you know, I didn't start this way. You know, like I'm so <laughs> that's great. I love that. And I'm like, oh my 
my god i go and you're absolutely right i'm yelling it you're absolutely right <laughs> but <laughs> When did you become so logical? Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes, like, wow, like, he's so right. I do not have to speak to him like that. I mean, I feel like you're you're human and, and these things happen. I mean, no, nobody's perfect. And this is, you know, you know, whatever, you know, you want social media to think or you know, some people in your lives to think like, nobody's perfect. You know, everybody's going to get upset with their kids at some point in time. You're human. I mean, it is what it is. You know, what's um, weird too. And I'm going to give you this tidbit too. Like, you know, when y- we look at our parents and like, in my case, of course, these little things come back flooding in, which I'm, I'm so happy about because it, it, it's, it's taken so many years for me to remember my mom, how she was. Like, for my dad, it was easy because I guess he, when he passed away, he wasn't sick, right? So it was just a massive heart attack and he was gone. So all his his stuff over the years always comes back, right? Like, I remember it. What And I tell Jalen all the time, oh, your grandfather used to say this and your grandfather. It's like, we joke around all the time. But, like, for my mom, it's taken so long because she was so sick for so long, right? So... But the other day, I like I, I find myself I'm like I'm Mar- I'm a mini Marlene now like and it's scary. So, you know, she used to <laughs> when she was when we were my brother and I were in the house. She used to be talking. We'd be upstairs, and my brother'd be like, "Who's she talking to?" I'm like, "I don't know. We're upstairs, right?" Like. <laughs> Because, you know, when she got frustrated, she would just talk out loud. Oh, my God, I just will just clean the house. I'll come from my other job and punch into this job. Like, you know, and I find I'm saying the same thing. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's okay. I'll just, un- I'll just you know, I'll unpack the dishwasher. You rest, you know. Like, <laughs> and Jalen's upstairs. So it's like, who am I speaking to? Who really am I speaking to? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like everybody can be there. Like, this is one thing, and this is you know, I love both my parents dearly, dearly. But one of the reasons I actually decided to go to therapy was honestly because I felt like I was starting to become my parents. Um, and I don't mean that in a harsh way. I just mean like they instilled a lot of really positive, healthy things within us. Agreed, agreed. And and that's something that, like, I cherish, and I'm really proud of my upbringing. But because they're flawed human beings, because they're human beings, they definitely have some characteristics within the two of them that aren't healthy. And they and were, go, and, they were and learning, too. Those. And they exactly. didn't, and they didn't, they didn't, believe in therapy so they were really just winging it let's be honest oh, exactly like they're like i'm almost 30 years old now and like i'm still waiting for somebody to be like so like so how do you actually be an adult like i remember being a kid looking up and being like oh man he's 25 you must know what's going on in the world no way man we're all just winging it so i'm still learning i'm still exactly. learning and i'm gonna be 52 on monday so so you know my mom stresses out about absolutely everything and has no healthy way of relieving stress she 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 holds on to a lot of it and you know we've kind of touched base a couple times on the fact that i get a lot of headaches those headaches are stress related i do the same thing i watched her go through it that's how i subconsciously decided to progress or uh, process stress now i'm working on 
getting healthier ways of doing so. Um, my dad is a very antisocial kind of person. He's very quiet, very reserved. He's, you know, engaging while he's at work, but if he doesn't have to be in a social situation, he does not go into a social situation. And these are characteristics that, you know, as I got older, I realized like, oh, these are starting to take over a little bit. And, you know, as much as I love my parents, I do not want to become my parents. So that was one of the factors of me going to therapy was like, I need to figure out how to like combat some of these, you know, forces that are, that are kind of bringing me to an end result that I can already see and I'm not happy with. I'm um, laughing because I'm remembering my dad um, would be, <laughs> his famous thing was, don't psychoanalyze me, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I get paid to do it. So who's laughing well, now, George? I mean, I, I had those conversations <laughs> with my dad at work a couple times, like after going to therapy and kind of figuring out some stuff with myself. And like, I go back to him and be like, hey, listen, you need to work on some of this stuff. <laughs> We need to talk. And, yeah, we need to talk about it. Like, are you sure? And he's like, hey, listen, like, if I'm not happy with myself, I'll put in some work, but I'm good. And I'm like, okay, man, like, all the power to you. But, like, it was just, it's just very interesting that, you know, I got a lot of really healthy things from them. And I also picked up, you know, some of the baggage that they might not have even realized was there. And, I, and it's obvious that they didn't try to instill these behaviors in me but you know when you're in a household with somebody for as long as it takes to raise kids I mean they're going to pick up on some of those negative bad habits of yours and that's that's just life you know what I mean like it is what it is um, so that's I think why therapy is again something that's really important is to kind of combat some of these subconsciously you know I don't want to call them negative habits but they're definitely not the healthiest. Well, you have to sure. re- you have to retrain your brain. Right? Yeah, exactly, right? So I think it's just I like to refer to it as rewire. So But then you all the the best part is you know where it's coming from. So they're not automatic thoughts, right? Like you're like, "Oh my gosh. That's like no, that's not right." I like what am I thinking? Why am I thinking that? It's just a thought. Like thoughts. I keep you know, I keep reiterating this and I tell my clients this. Thoughts are not real. They're um, not real. Yeah, not at all. So I think, if you think about what you're thinking about, you have to think, okay, why am I thinking this thought? It's completely not real. That's why meditation. And if you, you know, because like people are probably rolling their eyes. Yeah, meditation. Okay, if you can't meditate, why not just look that's why they say go outdoors. That's why they say exercise. That's why it's because when you're doing something other than thinking, it's giving your brain a rest. And then you could focus completely on the present. The fact when you're thinking, you're thinking about either the future or the past. That's why it's it's trying to train your brain into the now. Because that's all yeah. you have control over. You don't have control over either the past or the future, right? So it's in if you don't like the term meditation because you think it's oh my god, you know, here we go again with this meditation. It's really if you want to call it something else, call it like a 
a thought control exercise. That's why they say, yeah, or that's why they say listening to music, because if you can, if you can completely absorb yourself into the music, you're still not thinking. You're not thinking of anything else. You're, you're relaxing your brain. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a really healthy way to be able to acknowledge thoughts that may enter the brain, but not necessarily become involved with those thoughts, so to speak. So, like, you're like, oh, that's a negative thought. Okay, well, we don't want that. Like, let's kind of get rid of that, and we'll just move forward, versus a negative thought kind of creeping in and kind of festering and kind of growing a little bit. Um, that's something I've noticed anyway whenever I do it is uh, my ability to kind of swipe away unnecessary thoughts um, becomes greatly enhanced. Yeah. So just, yeah, just the ability to kind of acknowledge, oh, okay, like, yep, okay, that's a thought. I don't like that one. That's not productive in what I'm trying to accomplish and kind of move forward. It, it, it really, therapy really helped teach me that, um, you know, your perception can very quickly become your reality. So, you know, if you're perceiving the world through a very negative state of mind because you're, you're not attract. in control. Yeah, you're going to Yeah, it. exactly. Your world will become negative. Don't get me wrong. Like, my parents always used to say, like, you know, you are what you eat. You are what you eat. Um, and it's very much, you know, you are what you think And you then are. people, there's memes I see. Well, I didn't eat anxiety, depression. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, right? You know, did I, did I eat Back pain. I didn't eat that, so I don't know where but, that's coming from. You know, you are the person you think you are. So if you think you're somebody that is capable of greatness, you know, you can accomplish greatness. But if you think of somebody, you know, if you think you're somebody that's, you know, not adequate or somebody that isn't going to be able to accomplish the goals you've, uh, you know, set for yourself, you're shooting yourself in the foot before you even start the race. So perception goes a long way and it's something that you know I definitely struggle with and you know it could be confidence issues it could be a lot of things that kind of build into it um but you know if you look in the mirror every day and you see somebody you don't like it's going to be a struggle to accomplish anything you got to start kind of chipping away at that in my opinion anyway from my experience that's the way it is you got to kind of have to look at yourself in the mirror and be like you know what I like this person this person can accomplish what he sets out to do like let's get after it it's the same thing too, and this is this is what people don't understand. It, it, you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. So if you don't like your life right now, look around. What are you surrounding yourself with? And that means everything: people, social media. What are you watching? You know what? You know what are you listening to? And then. You have to make a conscientious decision. Well, like, I don't want to live that life. So I have to make some serious changes. And even if that's going like a solo, like if I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to cut everything off right now. And I'm just going to be alone with myself to make sure I'm good. And then I'm going to, I want to attract what I am. So obviously again so go back to what you just said if i'm in a negative headspace it means that i'm attracting people that are negative i'm watching things that are negative i'm absorbing things that are negative so i need to cut those off and reevaluate right 
Yeah, if not, you're just perpetuating the cycle. Right. And so, you know, I like I just feel like people have to be prepared to do that, um, and some people just aren't. Well, so. it's... I remember when I had the conversation with my ex um, about how, you know, I was very unhappy in a lot of aspects in life. Um, relationship, I was not happy in. My career, I was not happy in. In a lot of things. Um, and, you know, she was quite obviously upset um, when I was breaking up with her. And she had told me, you know, instead of eliminating me first, why don't you try a different career first and see if you end up in a happier state of mind, which then may help the relationship. Um, and, you know, that may be a very valid point for a lot of people, but I was in a situation where, you know, I was quite done with the relationship. And for me, I knew that that needed to be the first step. Well, it's, and it's ironic that, that she said that because I wonder if she was honest with herself was if you weren't happy, she couldn't have been happy. Yeah, I think she was very much still holding on to, you know, the person I was when we first met um, and not necessarily how life was going day by day. Um, but I mean, you know, the strange part for me is after the relationship ended and stuff kind of slowly started moving forward the way I wanted it to, work became much more bearable for me for, for quite a while, actually. There was a very, there was a small window there where I, where I actually thought, you know, is this something I could actually keep doing for forever? Um, and then after the initial rush of, you know, all the serotonin and dopamine and all that stuff from, like, initiating a massive change in my life kind of wore off, you know, the dust started to settle and I, again, started thinking, okay, I need out of this. Um, and, and that's when I, you know, started working my way out of that career again. Um, but it's just, it's, you know, it was a very interesting point by her. And in, in some situations, you know, that, that could have very possibly worked. I mean, if you're in a very negative work environment, it's going to be very difficult to be positive at home. I was just in a negative home environment and in a negative work environment and literally would sit in my car in the driveway for 25 minutes every day when I got home because I didn't want to go inside. So when you have no space, well, it's of it's so funny that you, it's so funny that you 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 say that. I used to be in traffic and like you know, and then you know that it's really no traffic. It's just somebody driving extremely slow on the highway, and I'm like, you hate your life. I I've, yeah, I've you been psychoanalyzing people in their cars. Oh, literally. Yeah. Like you're and not like, in a yeah, rush to get home. I'm literally in a rush to get home, and you're just like cruising, and there's no traffic. But you obviously don't, or you're not in a rush to get home. Well. I was in a rush to get home. Like, I, I was like, hey, like, I gotta get home. Like, drive, 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 drive. Try to avoid traffic. And, and then, then I get home and I would just, I just sit in the car for like 25 minutes. And she'd be like, you know, I get inside. She's like, what are you doing out there? And I'm like, oh, you know, so and so called. And we were just chatting. In reality, I was just sitting there listening to music, being like, oh, here we go. I know. And, and a lot up. of it was, yeah, well, a lot of it was just, that was my only time that I was in an environment that I didn't, you know, hate being in. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. I just I feel as though you you know I'm not I'm not saying and we're not saying let's be 
clear. We're not saying, hey, you better analyze your relationship. It, it's obviously terrible. And, you, you know, that's not the message here at all. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it's just to be very comfortable with who you are. That's it. That's the message. Yeah, I think confidence, like true confidence goes a long way in you know loving who you are and being comfortable with yourself and realizing you know your own self-value and self-worth. well because this is another thing and it happens you know i and i can honestly say i'm feeling like that now and it took a long time where to find out you know like i think there's I don't know, I, I can't, I'm not going to pinpoint the exact age it was, but I know it was early 20s where you knew who, you, like you were pretty confident, you knew who you were, you know, um, and you're, I could, I could really sense like that was my personality, right? Because I, like life was good, I was in university, like, you know, and then of course, the series of events that happened you know you get knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked and then you know eventually you're just like you don't even know who you are anymore and now you're you're you know you're in the you're on borrowed time now and people laugh and they're like oh my god how do you say that i'm like wow like do you have a crystal ball like you know when your time's up like we're not promised like i don't have a stamp that says i have 80 years on this planet or 90 years on this planet you know i don't know i don't know when you know the plug's going to be pulled i don't know right so you know the fact that i'm this age i'm like well okay good all right good to know but i mean it took a long time to figure out okay to get that confidence back and to be like yeah yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty much a big deal i'm pretty much a big deal i'm you know my own big deal mind you but I mean I'm a hundred percent confident in myself now and that took a long time and so obviously where that comes is I know what I'm worth right so my standards are going to be higher you know I'm 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 gonna value my time more so like I only want to be and I don't care how this is is received but I only want to be around people that are in like this like-minded right like and I mean like-minded in terms of there's a great exchange there's an intellectual um exchange there's I I, you know I these people are so positive and focused and you know I I agree I I mean I think that's um a really healthy way to look at it I also think you know that happens naturally for a lot of people and you know either in a positive way or you know a negative way but I mean, the older, everybody always used to tell me, you know, the older you get, the smaller your circle. Of course. My circle's like a dot. Yeah. And like, it's, it's really, really true. There's a lot of people in my life that have just kind of fallen away or like, to be completely honest, I was the one that kind of fell away. But there are still, you know, those couple core friends that are there. And I mean, those are the people that, you know, it takes. You know, you might not see, you might not see them for six months and then you see them and it's like you guys pick up right where you left off, you know, not a beat is missed. Um, and and this, but, is, this is the part that where people get confused and I, I'm sorry to interject, but like, oh, no, go. this is not an elitist attitude because, uh, you know, it's, 
it's not like, oh, well, I'm only going to talk to these people on my level. So my level is positivity or I'm learning something from somebody. You know, they're motivating, they're caring, they're compassionate. That's my level. Like, right. So, you know, it's not it's not a it's not a, a financial level. It's not an educational level. You know what I mean? No, and and that's a great point. It's a character level. That's what I mean. And that's that's it. That that's one of the fundamental things that uh, my parents kind of instilled into all of their kids was, you know, we were raised in a household where you didn't judge anybody by anything other than the cow or the character that they presented themselves with. So, you know, if somebody decided that you know they're going to present themselves as a very positive person in the world, and that's who they're going to be. What? That's what we, exactly. you know, made my, our, our conscious choice about them based on. My dad, when we when when um, we lived in Trinidad, he used to call everyone, "Hey, chief," and I'm like, I used to say, "Do you know that person?" Because everyone he would greet like, "Hey, chief," "Hey, chief," I'm like, "Do you know who that is?" He's like, "No." I go, "Then why are you calling them chief?" He goes, "I give everyone the same rank." <laughs> Yeah, my dad is famous for that. Um, he always does it very similar, called everybody boss. And it's, it's funny because, like, he'll be on a job site and he's the boss. But, like, he'll tell, like, a first-year apprentice, he's like, okay, boss, like, I need you to go over here and do this. And I'm, like, looking at him, like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. He's like, for him, like, for him it's just a very quick, easy way to show that, like, he's like, I might have more experience, but I still respect you and what you're doing. That's that's the way he goes about it. You know what I mean? Well, that's how I was raised. We don't, you know, it was, ne- I never knew, it, to the point where, like, and not, again, but, you know, in Trinidad, every, like, a lot of people have gardeners, right? Like, they, like, landscapers, right? So, but then my dad would be out there head in head with the landscaper, and I'm like, okay, so then, okay, like, that's just who he was, right? Like, it's not, you know, so that's kind of like, you even when you, you you have help or whatever, you help, even though you're paying that person. That's how I yep. was raised. It's never a hierarchy is, is basically how, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, I think that is a, like, a serious advantage when it comes to life is to understand that you know no matter the amount of success exactly the hustle and the empathy never stops so you know if you you know no matter how successful you become you know you 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 have that mindset you just you keep going right you just keep going and like for empathy i think empathy right now is for for me personally i think it's one of the things that's missing most from society is the ability to, you know, look at a neighbor and be like, hey, man, I, I feel you. Like, I understand where you're no, coming well, from. You know what and it is? It's not it's not what's, what's missing. What's missing is that you do that in silence. I think what, what people are, are doing now is they're, hey, look, look at me. I, I'm so compassionate. Hey, look at me. I did this. Hey, look at me. I found out things about my dad at his funeral from, you know, that he, I like the priest who was, um, you know, officiating said, you know, 
um, he admired my dad because he was so high in business, yet he was coaching a basketball team. And I had no, I didn't even know he was coaching a basketball team. Like for yeah. youth, like he was just doing this on like, and I never knew. So it, it's, it's, I think it, again, it goes to character. If you, you want to look, you want to help your neighbor, but you have to put it on social media that you helped your neighbor or you did something for someone, but you had to take a picture of it that you did it. I think that's what's missing. It's, it's people are doing it, but for accolades, like it's do it. It's, yeah, it's well, doing well, it in silence. Like, you know, I think, I think if you are expressing any level of empathy and expecting a positive, you know, reassuring response, from multiple people or you're looking for some form of praise like that's you're going about everything the wrong way you know what I mean like you should be empathetic and you should be caring towards people not because you're looking for validation it's because it's your character because that's who you are as a person right right? you're kind just because you're kind right exactly like you know I, I grew up my dad's thing was like he shoveled driveways for people constantly um, in the neighborhood we grew up with, there is, uh, I grew up in, there is a mix between, you know, kind of young families that were our age and some elderly people that had been there for quite some time. And, you know, we had two elderly neighbors and like my dad, every time it snowed, shoveled their driveway immediately, you know, never knocked, never did anything, never asked for a thank you. Like he just did it because he's like, somebody should do it. Like, you know, somebody needs to respect the fact that they're a little bit older and, you know, go after it and help them out. I mean, I remember distinctively, he was on a job site. There was like a Tim Hortons like down the block. So a bunch of the guys walked down there one lunch um, for a coffee. And my dad just happened to be the last one. So he was trailing behind. And everybody he worked with walked past um, an older lady who was shoveling her driveway and, and visibly struggling. And my dad stopped and shoveled her driveway for her. And then, you know, proceeded to go get his coffee. And when he came back, you know, he yelled at every single guy he worked with and was like, what do you guys do? You guys walk by somebody that's struggling like that and you don't even offer to help? See, like, come on, man. Like, you, know, you can't be that in uh, your own, you know, world that you can just walk past somebody. But see how we kind of circled back exactly. This is so, I love this. I love this. We basically spoke about the things that, you know, that we're like, yeah, that our parents did. And we're like, "Mm, you know, maybe I don't want to follow that too much. But we look at look at the things that we do want that they've showed that that they not they didn't tell us they demonstrated. And that's what I can't stress enough that your your children will not listen to what you say they'll watch what you do oh literally and I always knew that obviously growing up because and I was very aware of that like and I used to say that oh my god there's lots of things like I even now like there's lots of things I'd love to post I see things and they're so funny but they're so rude but I won't post them because my son is on my on my social media you know and it's it's the same thing, but you would think, oh well, so what? Yeah, he's he's an adult. Yeah, but still, like I don't want you know, it's a character thing, right? 
Like, it's a character thing. You're always on. And I think parents, once you, once you have decided to be a parent, you're always on. You have to just know that. Like, it's a lifelong commitment. You signed up for it. And you're always on. I've, yeah, I've been very fortunate um, with my mother and father in the fact that, you know, they're, they were always exceptional at parenting when they needed to parent and, you know, being that open ear and just listening when they needed to listen. And, you know, I remember quite a few times when I was, you know, 16, 17, 18, kind of going through that kind of rebellious kind of party phase and, and, you know, having fun. They weren't overly restricting, but they made sure like, hey, be safe, don't do anything stupid. We know you're gonna do what you wanna do regardless because you're kind of entering into this adulthood kind of thing. Um, But we want you to know that, you know, no matter what the situation, we're a phone call away. You can always call us, you know, don't be scared to have a conversation. You know, we're here to help you. We understand you need to learn your own lessons. And, you know, we got, I got very lucky in that element where I was able to go out and kind of do what I wanted to do to a certain extent and never feel like I needed to hide it. And, and I was able to talk through it. And I kind of transitioned out of that phase quite quickly, I think, because it didn't necessarily feel rebellious. It just felt like a lifestyle that I didn't necessarily want to live anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no right or wrong way to parent. I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, just who you are as a person and trying to instill the things that you're really happy and proud and love about yourself. And at the same time, kind of work on some of the stuff that you're not so proud of yourself about, because I think a lot of parenting is exactly what you just said. It's, you know, they're watching what you do. Yeah, not what you say. You could say a million things, but actions speak louder than words, right? So they're they're gonna one hundred percent, like one hundred percent, right? And I mean, and I I mean that comes down to I've had that conversation with my partner. I mean, my partner has told me a couple times that you know having somebody that follows through on what they say they're gonna do is really refreshing because actions speak louder than words. Yeah, no, anybody can say whatever they want to appease a partner, but to actually follow through on that. And I'm, goes a long way. I, I know this sounds ironic because I write, but I mean, I'm more about actions and consistency. And I demonstrate my affection or my my compassion or caring through action, not words, right? Yes. Yeah. Very. My partner is the exact same way. She is very little words of yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a big, oh, I love no, you. Or, like, no. I'm not, that's not my thing. That's not my love language, as they call it. Yeah, no, she's, she is very similar to that. But actions I'm the one that there. shows up. Like, I'm like I'm the type of friend, like, you, my, my long-term friends will tell you. I'm not the consistent friend of hi, 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 you know, like, and what's going on in your life. But I'm the friend that, hey, you need something and something's going on, you can guarantee I'm coming. Yeah, actions. Yep. A long way. You know you can count on me. If you need something, I'll be there. And the the interesting thing about actions is 
you know, for me anyway, they have a very positive effect on my mental health as well. So like, you know, if I say I'm going to do something and I do it, I feel good about that. It goes a long way. Or, you know, for example, back to the shovel in the driveway thing, you know, I feel good if I shovel my neighbor's driveway um, when they didn't get the chance to, you know what I mean? Like to me, like, well, knowing that they're going to walk outside and go, oh, wow, like this is really nice. Like that makes me feel good about myself. It goes back to, to what, it's just it's just nice, right? Right. What we were talking about last week when we were saying like you don't have to make the holiday season about buying gifts for people. Why not just do stuff like that? Like, why not give your time? And it's interesting that you say that because I know we've definitely had the conversation before. Um, just a capitalism yeah, that is. I can't Christmas. take it. I can't stand it. Um, and, and, you know, my girlfriend and I have definitely talked about it a little bit, too, in the fact where, you know, I've told her that, you know, buying gifts for people at Christmas makes me very uncomfortable. Me, too. I, I, I mean, I honestly, buying gifts for birthdays, anything makes me uncomfortable. And I'm like, I like to think that I show that love and that compassion throughout the year. Me, so to too. have it boil down to, like, oh, we got me a really good, you know what I mean? Like, it makes me uncomfortable. Because and for it, me personally, it, you know what it, it makes is? me feel like it devalues everything Exactly. Else I've done. It makes me feel like there's a monetary value of how I feel about you. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I don't find that fair. And it, it has nothing to do um, for me about finances. It's not really about finances for me. It's more about the added pressure that I put on myself to find a gift that accurately. Well, it's going to express how I feel. Like, I don't, I don't, it's a lot of pressure where I'd rather just be able to show it to you with, you know, quality time and, you know, acts of service and, and whatever these may be. Like, I'd rather. Or making moments. How about taking that, whatever you were going to spend, well, not like that, but, you know, like, and go, like, skating or go, like, exactly. to a museum rather, or go, you know, whatever. Yep. Why I does it, completely. and then create a memory instead of something tangible that you're going to, after, you know, a couple months, you're going to be like, okay, I don't need this anymore. Yeah, like, literally, yeah, it's, you know, we've had that conversation where, you know, do we give, like, we have decided to give gifts, they're going to be relatively inexpensive and, you know, kind of just like a trivial kind of, it's just nice to unwrap something. But, you know, we decided that there's going to be no real emphasis on the gifts. Like, it's going to be much more about, you know, quality time and building memories and, you know, doing something. Um, which I think is something that a lot of people could learn from. I think getting out of the Instagram world or the Facebook world and... Yeah, so you can you post know, your tree and then yeah, post the like gifts under the tree. And, oh, I just exactly. finished wrapping. Congratulations that you can you wrap know, a gift. Congratulations. I, I used to, I talked to a lot of people um, when I was doing a ton of hiking, and they were like, so, like, do you take that many photos? Like, oh, I didn't realize you hiked that much. You never post any of it. And I'm just like, man, I don't grab my phone when I go hiking because I'm, I'm experiencing nature. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm there to, to decompress. Because you're not telling people what you're doing. You're not going, exactly. hey, guess what? This is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm there to clear my head and, you know, enjoy the scenery wholeheartedly. Uh, you know, I don't need to capture it. I'm, I'm experiencing it. And if, for me personally, I find if I try to capture it, 
it takes away from the experience. So, so I just don't do it. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of it's just getting in our own way. You and I have talked about this before. A lot of people, myself, 100% included, we, we just have a tendency of, you know, getting in our own way when it comes to trying to achieve things or, or working towards goals. Well, like, I've, uh, I, I, yesterday I put up these LED lights and I was so proud of myself because I'm like, wow, I don't, so I, again, it's, you know, I know I'm not a big Christmas person, but I'm trying, and it's, and this is all self-motivated, so this isn't because of the pressure of other people. This is like, I'll do things in my own time and slowly. So I'm I'm getting back a little bit, but I'm not going to, I'm not going over the top. And so that's the bringing back to, don't let people pressure you if you know you're grieving during the Christmas season, and you know um, you're feeling kind of like because some people are really over the top and that's great, but if you're not feeling it, you don't have to justify how you're feeling to anybody. And you can just take baby steps or you could also just create a little bit, maybe a new tradition and do something small and take your time. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not a Christmas decoration person. And we went out with um, really good friends of ours. They have four kids. And we went and cut down Christmas trees. And... You know, we were there for like an hour and a half and had an absolute blast with the kids. They had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. And my partner and I decided, like, we cut down, like, a and bought, like, a tiny little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Like, just this little tiny thing. And we were like, okay, like, this is enough for us. We don't have a ton of space. And I was feeling it. it it's rare. I'm not really a Yeah, I, I, I bought a Christmas I, tree. Yeah. And but it's, like, it's, I... it's real. It's outside. And it's in a pot, and that's going to be my Christmas tree forever. Yeah, I love it. Like we literally got one, we put it in a pot, and like we're just chilling with it. And and like today, you know, right before the podcast, we went out and we did some errands, and you know, we got some balls and we got some lights, and you know, we're going to decorate it and we're going to do a, our little thing. But it's interesting. Like I've, I'm, I'm definitely opening myself up to the experience of it all, and the experience I find is worth having when you're in a positive state of mind 100% it is enjoyable um, but it's not because we feel obligated or societal pressures to have the best tree you know there's nothing about um, I highly doubt either one of us is going to post a photo of the tree why you know not I mean? like, <laughs> we might I don't know but, if we, you know, but a lot of it it's not about that a lot of it for us is just about you know the experience I'm doing these things together and kind of, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it is and for me. And again, I want to preface this by saying if that brings you joy to post, I'm not, I'm not anti-poster. Oh, yeah, no. I'm just saying I. it's just, you have to just think of why you're doing the things you're doing. Are you doing it for yourself? Great. If you're just doing it for, I don't know, for some sort of quick, at you know, validation I, from others then you yeah. have to kind of like think to yourself hmm is that a healthy form do you need that validation do you constantly need that validation and where is that coming from that's all i'm saying 
Yeah, for me, it's, are you, is it just, you're just throwing it out in the world, or are you, you know, waiting for that dopamine serotonin hit of people liking your post? And because, uh, and we'll get back to that, because on the other side, there's, there's a strong correlation that when you don't get that, there, that's, you know, there's, there's a, a mental illness side, right? Like then you become depressed and sad and, you know, you spiral. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, now you're... So if you're you doing know, it for yourself, doing... you don't care and you're not exactly. looking for that. Yeah. But if you're looking for that and you don't get it, you know, then... Yeah, it's one of those, you know, if you it's, it's weird, life's weird, right? Everything in moderation. If you're doing things, you know, there's nothing wrong with drinking if you can drink in a you know, healthy manner, there's nothing wrong with anything if you can do it within moderation and healthy. Um, it's just, if, if it becomes a thing that you feel obligated to do, if it becomes a thing that, you know, you get stressed out about taking the absolute perfect photo, and if you don't get the response you're looking for, you get upset, you know, these are just added stresses that you're putting on yourself, especially during the holiday season that's already stressful, that you know potentially you might want well, to look at. Well, and also this is what happens. So like now it's compare, contrast, compete, right? So this is what this is what causes also the the depression in others. And I'm not saying well you have to be, you have to care, but there's people who either can't afford a, a elaborate Christmas, right? Or there's people who you know are grieving so they they're not going to do the things like like that so this is what i'm saying it's it's not it's it's it becomes where are you doing it again for yourself or are you doing it to show like see look at me look at me you know is it an there is there sort of like a i don't know um kind of and I don't want to say narcissistic thing because I'm not, I don't like to throw that word around, but I just feel like you just, as long as you know why you're doing it and you're good with it, then do you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. I think that's, I think that's kind of what life's all about to a certain degree, right? Like if it's something that brings you joy and you like doing it, like go for it. I don't know it's just it's it, it I I figured that we would learn something from this pandemic because you know at the beginning it was we're all in this together and then it was toilet paper shortages and people hoarding and yeah, then it I, was I, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like it went from like we're all in this together to like every man for themselves the, yeah divided society <laughs> history. then it was you know then oh then you see used to see the masks in the parking lot and the gloves just thrown on the ground then it was who you know shortage of vaccines then it was anti-vaxxers it just seems like we're it's like a revolving and it doesn't seem like where where's this all in this together stuff and helping your neighbor out I, I felt like there was a moment in time where it really felt like that like it really felt like wow like you know we're getting back to the basics and now it just seems like we're back to our regular schedule program yeah I agree and well 
I hope we I hope some people learned from the like how it is and you know I'm sure I'm sure people have like there there I'm sure there's some positives of this definitely career choices as you know your case in point yeah i think they're like calling it like the great migration or something like i heard the resignation the great resignation yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and just yeah like there's a ton of people out there that are just you know changing careers also it's because also too people are recognizing like great leaders and poor leaders and how people manage their company during the pandemic and what the expectation was and you know a lot of people were overworked and and they you know and there's no like there was I guess no reward like I I I think I saw something on LinkedIn where people were like yeah um I left my job because I don't want a bonus of a pizza party. Thanks. You know, like it's just the the un they people not being recognized for their work and and contribution. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like one of the reasons that I decided to leave um, a decently paying job was honestly I felt like I was worth more than what I was getting, and you know. Some people might say that's narcissistic. No, um, it isn't. That's again. That's not. How is that? How I, is it narcissistic? When? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's, like, a, that's a definite other. Com- we could talk about that next week because I. Oh my gosh, I have lots to say about time and value and money. Right? Like, are you? Yeah, worth, that's a remember great we, topic. we broke that down. Like, are you worth? Like, you're you're sacrificing an hour of your time, is it worth 20 bucks? Is it worth 30 bucks? Is it worth 40? You know, like, what is the breakdown of your time? Yeah, like, I know for a fact my old employer was in business for, like, 25 years, and he told myself that at one point in time, my dad, my younger brother, myself, all went to go work there at the same time. And we were there for like three years, I think. And he said the three years that we were there were by far his most profitable years he ever had, period. But like, did we get bonuses? Did we yeah, get any? Yeah, did you do, you, you, right. you know what I mean? And like, I don't want to sound conceited, but at the same time, it's like, there's, you know, I understand there has to be a difference. He's the business owner. He's the one putting up the equity. He's the one that's putting up all the risk. But he wouldn't be anywhere without the people. Exactly. So there's, I find there needs to be a balance. I understand he, just from a sheer point of risk analysis, should be making more money than I am, 100%. But at the same time, I feel like there needs to be a certain level of, I look at it as like an appreciation of like, hey, thanks for everything that you guys do every day. Like, you know, here's a little extra on the top or like, Hey, you guys crushed that job. You know, I made a fifty thousand dollar profit in two weeks. You know, take a week off paid. You know, what I mean? those type of things to me, they go a long way for staff morale. And one thing I have learned is, you know, people that are happy and enjoy working for you, they're gonna work a lot harder than people that aren't. So it's a very interesting dynamic. I feel like, you know, I'm hopeful that there's gonna be a, a, a very you know, a shift in that direction. And I think a lot of people are starting to recognize that. Um, 
and are, are deciding to change careers and you know all the power to them like do something that you feel like you know you're being valued i think that goes so far in you know mental health in the workplace is is to truly feel like you are valued in what you do um at least for me anyway that goes a long way and well, and I'm sorry, but like one of the few ways to show that you value somebody in the workplace is through currency. It, it's through money. It's, it's, you know, it's like, hey, I really, you know, you did a great job. Well, here's a little extra. I don't need to do it, but I want to do it because you earned it. Here, here's a reframe in, in the exact first topic that we were talking about. If you don't believe in yourself, right? So like, being self-employed is scary. I'm not gonna lie, because you're in. You are completely 100% investing in yourself. So whether you work or you, you're you're responsible for your income, right? So if it not like at work, because whether you well for you you can't, but a lot of like certain people like if they're working in a company setting, you know, wh- whether you work hard. If you're salaried or you don't work hard, you're still getting paid, right? Yeah. But yeah. when you're self-employed, you are you have to work and you have to make sure because you're only relying on yourself, right? Like you're your own boss. So putting putting the reframe is if you know if I could if I could do so well at my other job and just get whatever 25 30 dollars an hour whatever it was and i was skilled and i was great at my job why can't you earn unlimited with yourself once you put in the time and invest in yourself uh i think that right there would be the argument as to why i truly decided to leave my job 100 percent and I think a lot of it has to come down to, and like not to sound conceited, but I worked in a union environment where, you know, after you finished your apprenticeship, you got paid the same as the guy next to you, regardless of um, skill level or, you know, work, you know, your work drive or whatever you want to say, how much you're accomplishing in a day, um, which is great. You know, I'm not bashing unions by any means. Uh, I mean, they have some really good benefits I think to them there's also some really big drawbacks and the drawbacks are you're going to get a lot of dead wood that you know takes advantage of the system because they can't and that's that's just reality you're going to get that any system anywhere you go um, but for me I got I got annoyed of just looking at people to my left or to my right who could not keep up with me could not put in the pace that I was putting in um, but they were taking home the exact same dollar amount I was and, and to me, like, it just got to a point of being honestly frustrating. It was just like, I feel like I'm worth more than this. So, like, how would I try something where my earning potential is only limited by what I'm willing to do or by what, you know, amount of time I'm willing to put into it? Like, it, it's, it's like the extreme override. It's like, I feel like I'm worth more. Now I'm in a situation where I can be worth as much as I want to be worth. But I have to put in that work. I have to prove to myself and to everybody else that, yeah, I am worth this. So it's really interesting and exciting, right? Like, it's daunting because, you know, it really does all come down to you. There is no safety net here. 
very similar to you. Yep, I'm like, um, okay, it's me versus me, and so, okay, I'm all in, it, I'm all but, in. And I feel, I w- I'm sorry to think, I, I feel as though there's something that clicks. So when, you know, you make that decision, like, okay, I'm all in, right? Like, I, this is what I'm doing, you know? I'm believing in myself, and I'm just going for it. I think that, you know, we talk about the universe or manifesting. I think that's when it's like, okay, he or she is serious. Let's, 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 let's do this. And, oh, sorry, not he just or she. They are serious, right? Like, okay, I don't want to leave anyone yep. out. But, uh, yeah. And I think that's when it's like, okay, we're going to allow this to happen now. Cause you, cause they, when I told you, when you don't believe in yourself, it's not gonna happen. No, there'll be there'll be too many roadblocks. Uh, most of them set by you. Yeah, because you are getting yeah. in your own way. Get you have to get out of your own way. I think there's a lot of people are are myself included are terrified to risk, you know, what they have accomplished or built so far. Um, may that be financially or, you know, in the career that they have chosen, whatever that may be. The only thing that kind of keeps me going is knowing that anybody that has amounted to a certain level like, of success or financial freedom, those are people that took risks where nobody else would, right? You have to set yourself apart. You have to be able to go, you know and what? And you're never, you're never going it. to, and, and, and this is, this is, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not um, a fallacy. You are never going to be wealthy as an employee. No, no, it's impossible unless you. you unless know, it's you, like you, you yeah. did some really exceptional investing and something went your way. Um, the only true way to to really build wealth is you need to own something. Right. Um, it may not be you know real estate or investments or a company, whatever that may be. Um, you need to be able to profit off of the success of, you know, multiple people or have multiple forms of income coming in. Um, That's what it, I mean. It's really to, the only way to, you to have really, to, really grow. They, they were saying it. You have to have multiple sources. In this world, I'm not talking about in like my our parents' time. I'm talking about in this time, you have to have multiple sources of income. You have to be making money when you're sleeping. That's the key. Yeah, those mailbox checks. A yep. long way. Yep. Yep. And so, I mean, that's how I you mean, build it. It's something that I've been talking about. I mean, uh, I've been talking about getting a, you know, a part-time job, something until you know, whatever it may be, something that doesn't really take that much mental fortitude, something that I can just kind of go do and earn a little extra cash on the side, and. You know what I mean? And I'm starting to realize, like, okay, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need, you know, I want to keep going with the career choice. Um, you know, we're getting ready to rent out certain parts of um, our home. You know what I mean? Like, just anything to start bringing in extra money that that eliminates our living expenses. Like, for me, the goal is to get the living expenses as close to zero as possible and use those, that extra money to build equity somewhere else, Right. Yeah. That's kind of where we are right now. But we can get in a lot of Yeah, we could do that next because like... We hit like 17 different randomized topics. <laughs> Every 
everybody what were we talking about initially i have no idea left and right brain i think that's sort of yeah it was left and right brain this is this is how we communicate when we do see each other everybody yeah this is like okay randomly roll in where were we (laughs) i I don't know i like that though i'm always a big fan of having a a non-constructive conversation with somebody where like it can just roll i feel like and that's and that real, realistically is what therapy is. I believe so, yeah, definitely. I think that you just allow the conversation to go where you and, you know, everybody kind of, it just flows. It just flows. And then hopefully, you know, there's some gems out of the conversation that you can pick through and kind of learn from yourself a little bit. Well, that's basically, well, well that's what I think it, it is. I think, you know, just like anything else. So if, you know, if it's, obviously a serious mental um illness you go to a psychiatrist right um there's like different levels of what you may need and that there's there's people and individuals that can help you depending on what you need but counseling is is like it well and therapy is just this right it's let's find some tools to help you unpack whatever you're what you've had you've been carrying around oh yeah like it goes a long way having somebody that is unconditionally you know there to listen and accept whatever you have to say and then like help you work through some of the stuff that you know you may not have even realized and, and you know you acknowledge like i mean there's there's a couple times in the conversation we had today where you know you mentioned something in the conversation that kind of oh my god something clicked in my mind and i realized oh this is the first time i really have ever 100 percent, 100 percent been out on my own you know i'm used to having um my dad there even though i'm quite independent at work to kind of fall back on if i had any questions or anything like that you're um, literally out of the nest right now yeah exactly and you know i'm almost 30 so like my brain's just been like well oh, you, you've been out of the nest for a long time but uh really no no so now so you have to fly on your own exactly and it's you know it's stuff like that that's just it's a really interesting new perspective on you know an issue that might shine light on it enough that you're able to kind of get through that so yeah big fan of therapy (laughs) (laughs) it's exciting um, it's exciting i think i think that's it though before we get rambling on something completely different um, what do you think? Do you have anything else to add? No, I think we're we're at the one hour and twenty six mark. So, wow! If anybody <laughs> stuck through this hour and a half of rambling, congratulations! Yeah, good for you. That's impressive, <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed it. Okay, bye, guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs>